0: Ready, ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network.
1: All right, everybody, welcome aboard. This is a live broadcast. We're going to have a great time in the Lord. Today is Friday, February 9th, 2024. We've got the general in the house. I'm talking about the Apostle Ivory Hopkins coming to you from Pilgrim's Ministry of Deliverance in Delaware. Welcome back, Brother Ivory.
0: Amen. God bless you, my good friend. It is good to be with you, Shannon. Amen. May the Lord continue to bless the works of your hands. You know, man of God, I've got a dynamic message today, and the title of the message that I'm going to be sharing is Why the 5 bold Leaders Need to Get Deliverance in their personal lives oh, Yeah boy. I said it Why the fivefold leaders Need to get deliverance In their personal life Today I will be talking about Apostles, prophets, teachers Evangelists come on And, 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 and ministers of the gospel Need to get delivered Shannon Yes. So I trust as you turn me loose With this baby man I prayed And then I'm going to come with order I'm going to come with deep respect and definitely going to come with
1: strong word from the Lord on this message, Amen. I'm excited about it. And again, welcome if you're here for the first time. I just want to say, you know, Brother Ivory, I was thinking about it. Uh, I've been honored to be able to work with you. And uh, you've been with me now probably 13 years, Brother Ivory. I want to thank you so much. For coming on these uh, programs, it, is, it has been my pleasure, Shannon. You know what? Yeah, I, I love the fact
0: of working along with you. You've been a ministry of integrity, Shannon. Thank you, and sir. Uh, and, and and something that you said, I uh, used to love to hear when Worley when he would say it. Are you staying the course? And Shannon, uh, a Mega Man Radio has stayed the course, my brother. Thank I you mean, you've got so much content out there, and your life matches your message. Amen.
1: Thank you, sir, for that, and praise the Lord Jesus. Well, Brother Ivory, this is going to be a great message today. I'm turning it over to you. Open us up in prayer. The mic is yours. Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord God, as a servant of the Most High.
0: And, Lord God, this message I'm preaching, it is for my brothers and my sisters in the Lord. Lord God, the fivefold ministry giftings that are out there, you that are operating in ministry work for the kingdom, pastors, evangelists, teachers, Prophets. Amen. Uh, We've asked the Heavenly Father in Jesus' name, Lord God, to bring them to the place of getting the deliverance that we need. Father God, the enemy is hitting hard the fivefold. We're living in a time and a season where the enemy is exposing things, but he can't expose what's not there. And I've seen this in the time, Father, that we are living in, that many fivefold leaders are falling along the wayside because of undealt-with deliverance that they need, not getting broken free from the demons in their lives. So, Father, bless this message that touched someone's heart to come and get the deliverance they need, to submit to having the strongholds in their lives prayed over, demonic bondage cast out, and I mean it, cast out, and them set free. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Shannon, as I talk to your audience here, Shannon, this message talks clearly and plainly about leaders in the fivefold getting delivered before the demons, the strongholds in their lives destroy them. Uh, it's a lot going around right now, and some of it's accusations in the body of Christ. And some of this stuff that's going around about leaders that are falling are facts. Shannon, I was I had an individual call. You know, I do counseling and deliverance weekly. Amen. Uh, Forty five minute deliverance sessions. I do them weekly in our office. Evelyn and I do through Zoom, through Skype, amen, through uh, Facebook Messenger. And, um, and, and Shannon, let me tell you something. I, this was so beautiful. An intercessor calls me and she says to uh, Evelyn, she says, listen, I am booking a session for my pastor. I asked my pastor, would he submit for prayer in the areas of his life where he needs deliverance? Now, it was so beautiful for her to care enough for her leader. At first, the pastor said that he would do it. Well, Shannon, he did not follow through. Now, I'm not going to make it sound like if you don't get some deliverance from Ivory Hopkins, you can't get free. Let me tell you something. And listen, God is a deliverer, and he will use whoever he wants to use. But my point here was, whatever this leader is struggling with, Shannon, he did not follow through to get the deliverance as far as I know. Now, here goes my prayer. I pray that the Heavenly Father would guide him to someone that he trusts to help minister to him over the stronghold that is in his life. Because, Shannon, what the demons are doing right now, these demonic strongholds are popping off left and right. In other words, they are getting in the fivefold ministries, and there are some who don't believe in deliverance, and they need deliverance. Let me launch this verse off with the book of First Corinthians, chapter nine, verse twenty four through twenty six. Now here goes what I'm not gonna do in this message, Shannon. I'm not going to wrestle with anybody who believes who does not believe. That a Christian can have a demon. If you don't believe that a Christian can be affected by a demon to the point that that person needs to be delivered, I'm not going to argue with you. I will say this much to you. There is no Bible verse that says a Christian could not have a demonic stronghold in an area of their life. Not one single verse that says that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But there are verses in there that says, like, like when you did with 1 Timothy chapter 4, it talks about the spirit speak of expressly that in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. Now, how can you depart from the faith and, and if you're not in the faith? Some shall depart from the faith, and when they do it, they will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. In short, that is saying clearly, they can pick up a stronghold. First Peter, I think five and eight says Satan walk up about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. My question here, Shannon, is never whether any Christian can be opened up to a demonic stronghold. My question is, why did it happen? Not if it can happen, but why did it happen? And I maintain to tell you this message that I'm about to share right now. look. I can speak this message in matter of facts. Now somebody might have an opinion, but I have facts to back up. I have over 45 years, almost 50 years, of ministering balanced deliverance across the nation, and I have seen great leaders come for deliverance and I've seen some not get the freedom that they could have gotten if they'd only submitted to God. I will be talking about that more in this message. But in the book of First Corinthians, chapter nine, verse twenty-four through twenty-seven, listen what the great apostle Paul says. Know you not that to, that would know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain. Verse twenty-five, nine twenty-five. And every man that striving for masteries is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Verse 26. First Corinthians nine twenty-six. I therefore run not as uncertainty, so fight I not as one that beats the air. But listen what this great apostle says. First Corinthians nine and twenty seven. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. <clears throat> Let me read this in the amplified Bible. But like a b this is first Corinthians nine twenty seven in the Amplified Bible. But I like a boxer, I strictly discipline my body. And make it my slave so that after I have preached the gospel to others, I myself will not somehow be disqualified as unfit for service. Now, there are spirits that work so hard to cause ministers to be unfit for service by having them not address their need of deliverance. This intercessor and prophetic people in your fellowship, they can see. I'm going to speak to the fivefold pastor leaders in the church. There are intercessors and there are prophetic people in your ministry that can see that you need deliverance. Are you hearing me? Shannon, I will never will forget this as long as I live. Out of of the West Coast, a prominent pastor came to me for deliverance. And the spirits in this pastor had a strong spirit of lust on his life. This pastor had been on major Christian television. Did you hear what I said? Major Christian television. And when he came, flew out to Delaware for deliverance, I fought the strongholds in him by the grace of God. And it was the wonderful mercy and grace of God. This young man. In his family line, they had a generational stronghold of of lust and perversion. The first one that had broke him in sexually was his own grandmother. Are you hearing me, Shannon? This young minister, which became a young pastor, had a spirit in him of lust that was still operating. When he worked for that Christian network, that demon was still operating. And when I come against that strong man, it was a vicious demon. It was a strong spirit of lust connected with witchcraft and perversion. Not only that he, he came from another country and in his country, his family members had been trafficking sex trafficking. This is where this young man come from. His father was sex trafficking. His grandmother was sex trafficking and the spirit of lust and perversion could not stop him from getting saved. But what happened was he needed to follow through and get delivered. I'm going to say something to some of you out there and y'all gonna get mad with me, but listen to me, giving your life to Christ is absolutely right. But that's not all you have to do. You have to also, when you're not only crucify your flesh, meaning put the death, put the death by crucifixion. Now, if it is a matter of crucifying the flesh, where a lustful thought comes or a lustful desire comes, you will be able to pull it down, resist it, and walk on past it. But if it is a demonic stronghold, from time to time, that bad boy will rise up in your life and capture you and have you acting out like a drug addict. Matter of fact, it's all the same. It's like addiction. This young pastor, this young man of God that was gifted, and the problems in his life was not his gifts. This is another thing I want to say to leaders out there in the five-fold. Stop, stop accounting yourself as okay because you're gifted. Just because you can prophesy, that don't mean you don't have a stronghold. That just means you got the gift of prophecy. Just because, Lord, be the God you can preach or heal the sick or even cast out devils. That is not a sign that you are free. You have to address the strongholds in your life. This young man came for freedom and did not stick to it. When I commanded the demons to come out of him, they were vicious. He went back to the state where he was at. And by the time months went by, this this spirit kept right on harassing him. And he kept falling into sin. Because what will happen is... You can actually go through deliverance. Hear what I'm saying? Now, Matthew 12:43 to through 45, Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45 says, when that unclean spirit is gone out of a man, it walked through dry places seeking rest. And it says, I will return to my former home from whence I was in. So that spirit came back at him and he did not resist that thing. He evidently started messing around with, Someone in his church and the demonic bondage of lust actually took him out. Are you hearing me? Now, this here was a crucial case, but I've seen this over and over again. And listen to me, real good people. Do not be deceived. When you see leaders on a national level be exposed for perversion, be exposed for greed, be exposed being a false prophet. They have demons in them, and some of them were not always operating like that. Some of them were genuine believers who had a demonic stronghold in their life that they didn't deal with. I must take time and say something right here, Shannon. I speak right now to a five-fold ministry gift, pastor, leader, prophet, or whatever. I'm speaking to you right now, telling you, get the deliverance you need. Are you hearing me? I'll share another case that that I had, Shannon. I once had a prophet come to speak at my church. This prophet's anointing was on point, Shannon. The boy was bad. He could definitely prophesy, and but yet when he had finished the weekend of prophesying, of ministering to people, he ended up after the service was done, heading back home uh, from where he came from, and turns around and seduces a young lady and sleeps with her. The same young lady that he prophesied to, he was able to prophesy the hurt, the pain, the rejection and the loneliness and the emptiness inside of her. And the demon of lust in him, I said it, the demon of lust in him went about and committed adultery with her. Are you hearing me? Shannon, the reason why this happened is because that, prophet that prophet had demons of lust in his life his calling was real he was a real prophet of god but he never dealt with the need of his deliverance if you don't deal with these demons they will deal with you when worldly told us years ago that this is called a walking time bomb a walking time bomb is a preacher, is an individual that has a stronghold in their life. They do not deal with it. And later on, when they become known and bigger, the thing explodes. Now, to let me dive in a few reasons why leaders don't come forth for help. Number one, the biggest one of them all is Proverbs 16 and 18. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride Goth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. The spirit of Leviathan, listen, the spirit of Leviathan will have a five-fold leader so filled with pride that they won't get the help they need. Some leaders are too prideful to ask for help and destruction follows. The enemy has a way of making erring saints think that they can get away with what they're doing with a false sense of security. A false sense of security. So yes, pray for your leaders that the spirit of pride does not stop them from getting the help they need. Shannon, I hate to say this, but there are some of us out here in, in ministry. There's some of us out here in the church world. Some of us out here in the body of Christ. Once we get a little title, pastor, teacher, evangelist, apostle, prophet. Come on. Once we get a little title, we act like the title makes us exempt from getting the freedom we need. And I'm gonna say something to you, to all of us out here. Hey, preacher, hey, five-fold ministry gift, don't fool yourself. There are some people sitting in your church. There are some people visiting your church that they look at you and they can tell that brother can preach, but he need to be delivered. Shannon, do you remember back in the day When James Robinson, you remember James Robinson? God bless him. I love that man. Shannon, do you remember James Robinson's testimony? Yes, sure. Yeah. If I remember correctly, let me take a stab at it, Shannon. James Robinson said that uh, I was a carpet cleaner in a hotel room that actually told him, man, I really love your preaching. He said, but you know one thing, brother, you need to be delivered because you have a spirit of lust. Now, this carpet cleaner didn't have any other type other than Hoover and carpet cleaner. (laughs) In other words, the Hoover machine (laughs) and the carpet cleaning. But the spirit of Almighty God, the anointing of Almighty God that loved James Robinson caused that carpet cleaner to make him aware, you got a demon of lust, brother. And, And he began to share how that there would be times that he would act out on this lust. There would be times that he would be sitting in the pulpit and the lust spirit delivered James Robinson and opened his understanding up to the ministry of deliverance. Shannon, do you remember that?
1: That's right. You're talking about Milton Green, who was a carpet cleaner, on. and he said, uh, yeah, "Quote: ahead, James Robinson was the most demonized man I ever met, and uh, you know he was a star preacher." For the Baptist, he could preach, mm-hmm. but yet he was being tormented by demons inside. He needed deliverance. Back to you. Exactly. And
0: I say this to, to some fivefold gift that's listening to me. Don't let your pride stop you from getting your freedom. Listen, you're not listen. you're, you're, you're not hiding it from anyone. Do you hear me? Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. Says, He that cover his sins shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh, them shall have mercy. These demons want us to cover our strongholds rather than deal with it. Now, when it talks about uh, uh, confessing our sin, James 3, 5, and 16, Shannon, says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The fervent prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. Now this verse in James five sixteen that says confess your faults one to another, it is not talking about go to the largest backbiter or gossiper in the fellowship. But it is saying that, Shannon, it is saying that if Ivory Hopkins has a stronghold and it needs to be delivered, he needs to ask God, God, are you going to use Brother Shannon to minister to me? God, do you have somebody that I can go to because I know that I'm known as this, that, and the other. I know that I'm doing the work of the ministry. Lord, show me where I can go and get the help. Sometimes, Shannon, they're too embarrassed and ashamed that they need help with what they're going through while others believe in them. See what happens is you can sometimes think, well, I don't want nobody to know that I need deliverance in this area because people believe that I'm one thing that I'm not Shannon. These demons make these men and women hate themselves while feeling like they're hypocrites when they're not a hypocrite, but they are a brother or a sister in need of deliverance and healing. Don't let the spirit of pride hold you back from getting the freedom that you need. Holding their secret stronghold in as a secret because they feel there is no one to tell what they're going through keeps them bound. Did you hear this? When you keep holding this secret in, while you know you need deliverance, what happens is the spirits count on it. They count on you holding it in. There are people in this world who mean to sin. That's right. And live the way they do. But I am speaking of those who are not enemies of the cross, but wounded soldiers whom the enemy has activated undelivered strongholds in their lives in order to bring them and their followers down at the same time. I'm going to say it again. The scheme. Listen. We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. What the enemy has planned to do, Shannon, is activate undelivered strongholds in their lives in order to bring them and their followers down at the same time. No matter what minister you're hearing about today or that you've heard about in yesteryear, Those ministers, when they fall, when their area, when that area that they have not been delivered from causes them to fall, it also takes out other people. Now, y'all can say all you want to where the people need to follow Jesus and not the preacher. Yeah, I get what you're saying in theory. But in reality, Shannon, when these preachers fall after many have followed them, it takes out good people as well. And that's the way the demons operate. Listen at this. Often in messages, you know, say this, you know, often in messages, amen, I've seen and spoken to leaders. I remember one time, uh, Shannon, I'll share this and I got time to do it. Shannon, I was preaching in Florida. And in that service, as I was preaching the word of knowledge in in the message, turned around and said to me, I said, Pastor. Uh, as an example only, I said, I'm just using this as an example. I'm talking about how that we need to always be transparent, be honest and be clear about what we're doing and dealing with. I said, Pastor, that'd be almost like, like the, uh, the enemy has you to hide a motorcycle and, and from your wife and it creates problems in your marriage. Well, Shannon, I didn't know that that word of knowledge was accurate. So I kept right on preaching after the service. We were getting ready to close out. I'm getting ready to go home and the spirit of God said to me, Ivory, I want you to go to that pastor and I want you to tell him these words. If he let go, the woman he's seeing, I will heal his marriage and save his ministry. I said, Oh, the blood of Jesus, Lord, this is Lord. God, is this a deception? I was going like, wait a minute, Jesus. Now, Shannon, I'm wondering this, Shannon, I don't think I'm always right. When I hear a voice, even where I may feel it is the Lord, I check it out, Shannon. I don't go, God showed me and nobody could tell me whether it's right. No, no. I question it, Shannon. Now, Shannon, listen at this. So I said, Lord, have mercy. And, and it stayed waiting on my spirit man. Now, I could not walk out that church building without going to that pastor and talk to him. So I said to the minister friend of mine that opened the door for me to go to the church and preach. I said, I don't know whether this is deception or what. And my friend said, well, what is it? What is it that, you, that you're talking about, Brother Ivory? I said, the Lord told me to tell him if he let go the woman he's seen, he would heal his marriage and save his ministry. And the person that helped me get the open door there said, well, God told you to tell him I'm staying out of it. I was like, what? I could tell then by the person who had got me to come there and preach opened the door for me to minister there, Shannon, I could tell then that now God had revealed something to me that that person already knew. Are you following me, Shannon? Yes, sure. Check this out, my brother. I go to the pastor's office and I'm very humble about it. I said, I said, pastor. And his wife was leaning against a cabinet. She was sitting across the room, leaning on a cabinet and looking at me and him. I said, man of God, I said, um, I don't think that I'm always right. I said, but I, um, I got something I want to share that I feel that the Lord is speaking to me. I said, and if I'm wrong, I want you to correct me and what have you, because I don't want to run around here getting deceptive words because I'm not that guy. I said, I don't think I'm always right. but. And he turned around after a while. He got tired of me, hemming and hard. He got tired of it. And he said, look, Apostle Hopkins, Brother Hopkins. If God has told you to tell me something, just do it. It's up to me to receive it or not. I said, Pastor, I said, I feel that the Lord has told me to tell you, Pastor. The Lord has told me to tell you. That if you let the woman go that you're seeing, God said he will heal your marriage and also save your ministry. His wife that was leaning on the count on the cabinet stood up, sat up, stand straight up in her feet, and she said, I told you, and tears started coming down her eyes. She said, I told you that God was not going to allow you to treat me this way, and you just get away with it. Just like when you took that motorcycle, and you and that woman were riding around. You bought a motorcycle, and you and her were riding around. God even revealed that in that man's preaching. Shannon, I was completely blown away. Wow. I stood there and I cried. The the pastor said to me, thank you, Brother Hopkins. Thank you for the word that you've given me. I looked at him with tears in my eyes. I said, Pastor, please, please turn, Pastor. Pastor, please turn. And I left out. I don't know what they did. I do not know what he did with that, what he did with that prophetic word. But all I know is Shannon. Whether it's me or whether it's you God is not going to let us hide stuff, Shannon Amen God is not going to let us Listen, the first thing that God does is He convicts us personally, individually He convicts us personally, himself Saying, Ivory, stop Shannon, stop The Holy Ghost is there to bring righteousness Reproof of sin and righteousness But Shannon, if we harden our heart And stiffen our neck God will expose it And we will be cut off in that without remedy That's right I know that a lot of ministries have been destroyed by not dealing with stuff like this. And the demons were satisfied. Listen to me, people, as I'm talking right now. Some of you right now are sitting in churches and you know who the pastor's girlfriend is. You know who they are immorally out with. You know that they are greedy dogs that's in there just for the money. You work on the staff and you see that demon in them. My dear friend, pray that your leader get delivered. Pray that your leader get delivered. Now, you might say, well, Brother Hopkins, at some point, don't somebody just leave a place like that? Well, God will empty your house out like that. He will. but the first thing is, God is going to try to save. God is trying to deliver. God is trying to show mercy. Are you hearing me? So listen to that a quote that I this is one of my quotes. If I were, this is just a quote, Shannon, listen to what I'm saying. If I were your enemy, I would turn every area in your life that is not delivered against you. If I was your enemy, activating it after you've gained a great deal of influence so I can take you down and others under your leadership as well. And that's exactly what the demons are doing to many walking time bombs, leaders who need deliverance that don't get it. Here goes food for thoughts about demons and leaders. There are demons that cannot stop a minister from becoming well-known and successful. But what they will do is wait until the ministry blooms and then bring it to the forefront. Every bondage that has not been dealt with to the surface and destroy both the minister and ministry. I'm going to read that one more time. There are demons that cannot stop a minister from becoming well-known and successful. But what they will do is wait until their ministry blossoms and then bring to the forefront every bondage that has not been dealt with, that has not submitted to deliverance and repentance, that has not been submitted to the mighty hand of God, and they destroy both the minister and the ministry. The reason this is successful are due to the teachings in the church that a Christian cannot have a demon, let alone a leader of the fivefold. I'm going to say it again. The reason why these demons are successfully getting away with this is because of the teaching that a Christian cannot have a demon. Automatically, after you become a Christian, somehow it makes you exempt from dealing with a demon on the inside of your flesh, on the inside of your emotions, manipulating and controlling you and you not get the freedom you need. Yet the leader themselves recognize that battles raging in their life are clearly beyond the flesh or the call of mind. Some of you leaders that are listening at me, you know that you're battling something that mere crucifixion, self-denial is not working. My brother, my sister, you need deliverance. And, and Shannon, I teach what I call balanced deliverance. I'm not running around saying everything is a demon. That is not biblically balanced. I won't do it. But Shannon, when it is, you can't change it with any other remedy. I'm going to say it again, Shannon. When it is a demon, you cannot change it with any other remedy. Amen. Are you hearing me? Now, another one. I will show you in the Bible a couple of ministers that had a demonic stronghold that took them out. The spirit of the world took Demas out. That's right. Demas, the minister Demas who followed and worked with Paul was taken out by a spirit of the love of the world. One of the most dangerous places for any minister to be in is a place where ministry no longer ministers to them. There are many reasons this happens, and I will attempt to address them in detail as I can. Ever since I've been saved, Shannon, the most powerful thing that stood out to me was how Demas could leave Paul. How could Demas leave God? Leave the ministry in Paul by a demonic stronghold. Second Timothy chapter four verse nine and ten. 2 Timothy chapter four verses nine and ten. And here goes what it reads. Second verse. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy 4, 9, and 10. Do thy diligence. Now, Paul is writing this letter to Timothy, his son. He said, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas have forsaken me, having loved this present world. Did you get this? He's saying, do thy diligence shortly to come to me, my son. But Demas, who preached with me, has forsaken me, having loved this present world. And is departed into Thessalonica, Christian to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Now, Demas going back to Thessalonica, Thessalonica was at that time was a seaport town that was known for debauchery. It was known for riotous living, party hard and lust. And Demas forsook the gospel, forsook God and went back to the present world. There are some leaders right now. In our modern day church, I see it. you are putting all kinds of worldly manifestations in the church. You are bringing, listen, uh, Shannon, there are demons right now ha- that has loaded the church with entertainment and with music. And they're being mesmerized, Shannon. These demons are binding them up. Why? Because they have a spirit of the world. And what right now? And guess what? And they actually act as if. Someone like you and I, we're just not changing with the times. You got it, buddy. I'm not going to change with the times. I'm going to stay with the word. Amen. Come on, somebody. Another person that was demonized, King Saul, definitely anointed. All of us that are taught in Bible school and seminar will tell you real quick. Yes, the Holy Spirit near anointing of God fell on prophet, priest, and kings. Prophet, priest, and kings. So there was no doubt That King Saul was anointed. But listen at this. King Saul was demonized by spirits of jealousy and envy. And finally, witchcraft and rebellion. Did you hear that, brother? King Saul was demonized by a spirit of jealousy and envy. And finally, witchcraft and rebellion. 1 Samuel 1, 18, 7 and 8. Here goes what it goes. Okay. When the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul have slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. And Saul was at very wroth. And the saying displeased him. And he said, they have a strive under David ten thousands. And to me, they have a strive but thousands. And when it came to have more, what more can he have? But the kingdom, and verse 9, 1 Samuel eighteen nine, and Saul eyed David from that day forward. Th- Shannon, this word eyed means the evil eye. Matter of fact, most people in witchcraft that are out there casting spells, they use something called the evil eye to conjure a spell. Look what it says in verse 10, 1 Samuel 18 and 10, says it came to pass on tomorrow." The Bible said, what the Bible says, Shanna, let not the sun go down on your wrath. It came to pass on tomorrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul. In short, his envy, his his rebellion, his witchcraft, his jealousy opened the door to a demon and Saul throwed a javelin at David. By the way, 5 fivefold ministry leaders who don't get delivered, that, that have envy and jealousy in their heart they will attack other anointed people that God sends to the fellowship. I said it. I said it. There are some anointed leaders who are afraid of the anointing in someone else that God sends to the house because they have not honored God with submission with the calling he gave them. Shannon, I'm going to say this. The most amazing place in our lives is the day when God calls us Shannon and we were nobody. Ain't nobody ever heard of Shannon Davis or Ivory Hopkins. Nobody ever heard of a Mega Man or the General of Deliverance. Just a guy, just a brother who was just trying to get saved. God brought our life, Shannon, from that low place of degree and prophetic destiny caught up with us. But here's what you got to watch out for, Shannon. After God has saved you, And made your name great to honor his name greater. I'm going to say it again. And made your name and your ministry great to honor God's name greater. Be very careful like Nimrod rising up saying, let us make a name for ourselves. And open the door to religious spirits of witchcraft, self-important and arrogance. You know, Shannon, there was one guy in 3rd John, his name was Diatrophes. Diotrephes during the time, I think it's 3rd John, Diotrephes when uh, St. John, when John the Apostle was sending missionaries to go to his ministry, to go to his church, representing the church, he turned around and he forbid them because he loved the preeminence, which means he was so full of pride and arrogance that he would not let even the Apostle John's representatives come to him. King Saul was scared of the anointing on David because he had messed up the anointing that God put on his life. I'm going to say this. Some leaders become demonized because you start out with the glory of God and end up with the demonic stronghold of your own selfishness. That's what happened. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, it's what happened to King Saul. A root of bitterness got in him. There are some leaders out here. You got a root of bitterness in you. Your people know what preacher you don't like. You got a root of bitterness in you. They know that you don't like your wife. They know that you're you're carrying anger and bitterness against somebody. Look what it says and what happens with this root of bitterness in Hebrews 12 and 15. It says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. So bitterness can defile you. James 3 and 15 says, If there be bitter envy and strife in you, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is first earthly, sensual, and finally demonic. That is the dissension of it. It becomes earthly, meaning carnal, worldly. Sensual, soulish, come on, soulish and carnal. And then finally, if not repented of, if not bowing your knees before almighty God for deliverance, it becomes demonic. That word root means something that is established, settled, and entrenched. I'm going to say it again. A root of bitterness is something that is established, settled, and entrenched in you. Are y'all hearing me what I'm saying? The word bitterness, glory be to God, is something that is becomes so acidity. It is it is something that goes deep down in the soul. Now, who did this operate in? The root of bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness. It operates in those who cannot work towards settling conflicts. In other words, they have a hard time when a conflict comes up. They hold it. And can't let it go, pastor, apostle, bishop, elder, teacher, evangelist, prophet, apostle. There are people who once they are offended, nothing you seem to do brings the harmony back with them. In other words, they hold a grudge and can't let it go. But you can breach. They hold a bitterness inside of them, a anger inside of them. They blackball people. Matter of fact, these type of preachers will get intercessors to begin to go into charismatic witchcraft and begin to pray against people that they're mad with. While the intercessors, some of them don't even discern that your fivefold leader is using you as a witchcraft tool to send psychic prayers against an innocent person. Are you hearing me? People, once they were offended, nothing you seem to do brings the harmony back. Why? Because they wrestle with a spirit of unforgiveness and have a hard time releasing offenses. They operate under a contentious spirit. Yes, I said it. They operate under a contentious spirit. Let me move on to the next one because I know time is going on. Amen. And I'm on here for one hour. The next one that I've seen in the lives of preachers of us fivefold ministry that can operate in our lives if we are not humble enough to bow down before the mighty hand of God. Samson was filled with his self-willed lust. Shannon, Samson was the only general in the army of God who never rallied an army. Samson never completed his full destiny. Look what it says in Judges 14, 3. when When he told his father he wanted the Philistine woman. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, somebody sanctified, somebody that is called out a part of your people, or among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistine? Now this is a spirit in an anointed person that likes the flesh, that will go out in the world and run away from a godly woman that's serving God and go find something to swing in on a pole and twerking. I said it. No apologies made. The lust spirit and some preachers have them leaving and running out on a good wife to go hang out with somebody that is out there in the world. Samson said to his father, get her for me. She pleaseth me well. Did you hear that, Samson? He was self-willed. Yeah, sure. He didn't care. He didn't hear nothing his mother and father was saying. He didn't care whether this woman was an uncircumcised Philistine. He didn't care whether she served other gods. All he wanted was his flesh pleased. And look later on in his life. How many of y'all remember old Samson spent a whole night in a whorehouse? And then finally, when the Philistines came upon him, he turns around and runs out there boldly with all them locks of hair, his seven locks of anointed hair, his seven locks of Nazarite anointing, his seven locks of destiny of God and gives the gate, grabs the gate and run with it. And the Philistines said, he's fierce. We can't stop him. But let me tell you something. Samson got away for a while, y'all. Hey, preacher, you'll get away for a while. But if you don't get delivered, eventually, eventually, the enemy will put your head in its lap. He will put your mind in his lap and it will shear your anointing. In Judges 16 and 19, the Philistines figured out this man is full of lust. This man is out here. He's called by God. He's got an anointing that we can do nothing with. Are you hearing me? 5 pole ministry gifts. This man got a stronghold and the Philistines, the demons told the Philistines, the demons informed the Philistines, get Delilah, get this woman and he, you can take away his strength. He ain't delivering his people nowhere. Samson ain't rallying his army nowhere. All he's doing is just enough with his anointing to please his flesh. Now, ain't that something else? Shannon, he's doing just enough with his anointing to get enough money to survive on it, live off of it. But as far as being obedient to God, as far as it being about the the mind and destiny of God and the people of God, Samson was not about that. Judges 16, 19. Now Delilah has Samson. She made him sleep upon her knees. Good God of mercy. And she called for a man. And caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. Did you hear this? Who afflicted him, Shannon? She began to afflict him. The very woman that he had to have come hell to high water, she began to afflict him. She called the man in to shave his hair. She afflicted him and took his strength away. And then said, Samson, the Philistines be upon thee. And listen what he did, Shannon. He shook himself as before and did not know that the spirit of the Lord had departed from him. Shannon, he tried to preach the same old sermon that worked somewhere else. Shannon, he tried to sing the same song that brought down the glory, never realizing that the glory had left you, boy. Never realizing that you were wide open God allowed Samson to be wide open so he could bring him back. God turned Samson over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of his Lord. Listen to what it says in 1 Peter 2 and 11. I'm just about coming to the end, my friends. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from lust, fleshly lust, which wars against your soul. My dear friend, as I am coming to the point, Shannon, of closing out this message, Shannon, I am, pre- I am pleading with, I am begging, amen, you five-fold ministry gifts out there, you are hearing it all on the internet. Preachers are being exposed, and all of it ain't no lie. I'm not going to sit up here, Shannon, and be so naive as to say, they're lying on them preachers. Some of it ain't no lie. They're telling the truth. First of all, one sign that a preacher is, is falling is he hangs around a place that a preacher shouldn't be. In other words, the Bible told us to come out from among them and be you separate, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. My dear friends, listen. I maintain to tell you, you can't hang out with the world and expect to come out not being like the world. Are y'all hearing me? I say this to many of you young believers that are out here right now. Don't let yourself get fooled with this woke nation. This woke nation thinks, glory be to God, that it can dictate to the church of the living God what true holiness and righteousness is. They cannot. The whosoever is a friend with the world is an enemy with God. Are you hearing me, my dear friend? Be not in equally yoked with unbelievers. Why? Because it can open the door. Shannon, I have seen this thousands of times in my life. Where a person that has a strong prophetic call, a strong anointing on their life, get a man or a woman in their life, and all of a sudden it pulls them away from purpose, pulls them away from destiny, pulls them away from intimacy with God. I've seen it. Shannon, before I get ready to close, brother, is there anything that you want to say as I'm getting ready to close out and pray over this message for many that need to deliver some of the five-fold ministry gifts, some of the intercessors that have been praying for them. Shannon, I'm going to let you say a few things before I get ready to kick out of here with prayer. I In want to hand, say uh,
1: this is a powerful right now word. You know, we, we all know some examples of televangelists who fell big time, caught up with prostitutes and I won't mention the name, but most people probably saw it like I did. And, uh, you know, I had a conversation with my grandparents who had been in the ministry since the early 50s. And when this happened back in the 80s, uh, you know, I remember uh, it, it broke my grandfather's heart. Uh, we saw this man preach on air, and he preached internationally, filled the Holy Ghost. But he also had an unclean spirit that he never got rid of because the assemblies of God taught that a Christian couldn't have a demon. And, uh, you know, word is in the community that uh, the man would travel around sometimes with porno mags in his trunk back in the early 50s. So, how does this happen? Folks, it can happen to you or me or any one of us. Come on. Come on. Deliverance is a children's bread, we should eat frequently of it. And if we ever get to the point to say, well, enemy doesn't have nothing on me. Jesus was the only one who could say that. And just as a dog can go out and it can pick up fleas and ticks and get dirty, you know, so can we. And we all need deliverance. No shame to say you need deliverance. The only shame is not to get it. And then those demons like ticking time bombs, they come up and they take you out and they cause so much hurt to the body of Christ. The man needed deliverance, but sadly, the church he was involved in said Christians can't have a demon. So then the demons are basically free to roost all over God's people, as Wendt used to say. Okay. And uh, what are you going to do? Uh, case in point, I was on an uh, international flight one time to Panama. I was sitting in first class on this flight, and I was sitting next to an Argentine doctor. And I thought, uh, this would be interesting. I'm going to ask him some questions. He was actually a dentist. And I said, you know, sir, I was thinking about getting um, some sealant put on a teeth, a tooth. You know, like oftentimes they offer to children, so you don't get any cavities. He said, you know, that's not really a great idea. He said, think of it this way: we could paint this sealant on your tooth, but if you even have one microscopic piece of bacteria on that tooth, what will happen is on the outside everything's been looking great. Till one day you're over there and you you tap it with your toothbrush and it goes right into the tooth and what you didn't realize is that microbe had the opportunity just to grow and live on the inside until it devoured the whole tooth My God! and that's just like a demon they must be cast out you can't counsel them out they must be cast out in the name of Jesus and Amen. one of the greatest services that we've done in the body of Christ is say a Christian can't have a demon well look at the disciples many of them needed deliverance. Look at Peter who denied Christ three times and at the end he was cursing and swearing. He had an issue with anger, profanity. Apostle Paul had a thorn in the flesh. A messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. And you know, no shame in saying you've got a demon, but the shame is not getting the deliverance because if you don't, that demon is going to do what it does best, which is to kill, steal, and destroy, and ultimately take you out in a body bag. We all need deliverance. Partake of it often. Praise the Lord. Back to you, Brother Ivory.
0: Amen. My dear friends, listen, as as I get ready to close out, Shannon, I do thank the Lord for being on Omega Man. I look forward to coming back again. You, you've given me an open door to come back. Yes, sure. Amen. And I thank God for that. I Listen, as I get ready to pray, in the name of Jesus. I command the demonic stronghold in some pastor leader evangelist teacher prophet or apostle uh, and talk some member that holds uh, some office in the church regardless what that office is I ask the Father in Jesus' name to break the spirit of Leviathan, the spirit of pride that says, what will people think if they know that I needed to go through deliverance? Lord God, pull that thing down and destroy the works of Leviathan and pride. Lord God, every spirit that is causing us to conceal and hide the fact that we need a breakthrough. We come against the strongholds of lust, perversion, addiction. We come against the strongholds of greed. That's right, money, greed. We come against the stronghold of the spirit of the world. Lord God there's some leader that got magazines hidden that are pornography there's somebody that slips in and out of clubs in and out of gentlemen clubs there's somebody that's in the area of adultery they are committing adultery against their mate I ask you Lord God to break that spirit of whore break that spirit of perversion in the name of Jesus there's some pastor or leader out there that is caught up in the bondage of homosexuality God I ask you to loose them and set them free. Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus, uh, there is some leader that is out there, Father, who fears the people and have allowed witchcraft uh, to come into the midst of their ministry. Set them free. In the name of Jesus Uh, I also pray for those uh, Like David who've been attacked by these Preachers Uh, they have attacked you because uh, They are jealous of the Anointing in your life they have attacked you Because they recognize that they Have disobeyed God and God Have lifted his hand Uh, Lord God I pray in the name of Jesus Christ uh, that the destructive Work uh, of the separation And division in a church uh, That has destroyed a person Uh, That's right there's somebody in the sound of my voice Uh, You were once strong in the church uh, But the enemy took your leader And called him out on the open shame And your leader's lack of deliverance uh, Caused the whole church to fail uh, Split and be destroyed Uh, I ask God to heal you uh, And deliver you uh, And cause you to get back in with God Uh, We are talking bigger than a church building Uh, We're talking about you getting back into Prophetic destiny and purpose Uh, Lord God I ask you to heal the wounded The broken the scar the I call those spirits out in Jesus' name and command them to loose and let them go. I call those spirits out and I break your influence. Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus, cause that pastor, that leader, that fivefold gifted, cause them to find somebody that they can trust, some saint that they can sit down with and say, I need deliverance. I am tired of being tormented. I'm tired of being harassed. I'm tired of looking like everything is great when it is not. Loose them. Some of them out there are operating in fear. Fear of man. Fear of their organization. Fear of their deacon and elder board. Loose them from those chains, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, some are still rustling what youthful lust that wars against the soul. Childhood bondages that was a part of their life. Loose them and set them free. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen And Shannon before I go I would like to say to the listening audience Amen It's been a blessing being on here with you This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins Amen We go as the General of Deliverance And that's just a, a affectionate name That the Lord gave me Amen But my dear friends On our website at pilgrimsministry.org Weekly we do Counseling and Deliverance Session Now when we talk about counseling We ain't talking about you can counsel a name tonight because you cannot counsel the demon or the demon is to be cast out. The counseling part is to help people identify what is operating, why it is operating, and what is the root cause. Then we will proceed to go after the demonic side and also give wisdom in the side wherein a person needs wise counsel to survive. Amen. There is a fee for my time. The time. The sessions are... 45-minute sessions. So if you're interested in that, you can go to pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Amen. Or you can type my name, Ivory Hopkins, and I pop up everywhere. Go on our website and you can uh, sign up for a deliverance and counseling session. And Shannon, we not only do deliverance and counseling, but we do marriage counseling we do relationship counseling. We do counseling with ministries as far as issues that the church is going to. Sometimes the five-fold ministry needs pastoral understanding to talk to about the things they are going through. All of it ain't just a demon being cast out. Sometimes you need someone to talk to to help you as a leader, not to make a rash or bad decision in something that you're dealing with in your Private life or in the ministry itself Now Shannon I predominantly Do counseling Every single week That's what I do now amen I've been in deliverance ministry yes. for over 45 years and Amen and now we're doing counseling As a part of the business that we have Amen and that is just not Counseling about demons But it's also about other areas of life And like and like the work that we do We are, are extremely Successful at what we do by the grace of God Shannon thank you for having yeah, me sure. on I'm getting ready to back up man of God And let you go ahead and talk This is a mega man it's amazing ministry You got brother I love you Shannon man
1: Brother I love you too and I think what you're doing Is just so fantastic in fact I've got a couple People that I'm referring to you uh, Folks you're in good hands With Apostle Ivory Hopkins He has been on the Front lines of deliverance for a very long Time and uh, I'll tell you What um uh, if you want to get some freedom, you can schedule an appointment with him one-on-one. He'll set it up for you. Uh, do you typically do these on Skype, Brother Ivory? I, I do them on Skype. I do them on
0: Zoom. I do them on Facebook and inbox Messenger. I do them on FaceTime. Amen. Oh, that's great. And, you know, uh, when it comes to phones and all that, we try not to do much on uh, phone. Now, if you're going to talk to me by phone, you're purely talking about just counseling. Where you're just talking over an issue That you're trying to understand Yes. But when you come to deliverance I will say this to you If you're going to sign up for a deliverance session I need to see you on that camera Yes, sir. I need to see you on that camera That way if a spirit starts manifesting I will be able to see what's going on And let me say this to you To somebody out there who uh, has never done this the I have never yet had a demon kick off on camera and, and person fall to the floor and it's nothing we can do about it. We have never had it happen. Shannon, every deliverance session by the grace of God until God be the glory. Every deliverance session that we've ever had on Zoom yes, or sir. on Skype or on FaceTime that demons have never kicked a person o- off of the camera and and a, and a person flapping all like a fish in their living room floor in their kitchen. That has never happened. That's it is right. organized by the grace and the norm of God and Shannon we are extremely busy. People are, are just I mean, because it's hard to find places oh, yes. and that you can go through like this, Shannon. It's so we is. are extremely busy, but I love what we're doing. Evelyn and I are having an amazing time. She handles all of the bookings. I do not. Sometimes, Shannon, people will inbox me saying, Apostle Hopkins, I want to schedule. Well, I don't do the scheduling. Evelyn does that by the signing up, making the payment off of the website. That's the way yes, she sir. does it. I don't have anything to do with that Matter of fact Shannon she, When you talk and book me It's always with Sister Abilin, Absolutely, Abilin, is because not?
1: You have a very tight schedule It's organized and efficient And uh, folks all you got to do Is go to the website You can sign up for that Now that's pilgrimsministry.org uh,
0: dot brother Ivory,
1: Pilgrimsministry.org uh-huh. Do you also have a YouTube channel And other places that they can get Some teaching as well Oh, my God, yes. Uh, you could go to a Ivory Hopkins YouTube, and uh, you could
0: find us there. We got over 700 and some YouTube messages there. And, Shannon, I started doing 7 p.m. Uh, nights. I started putting oh. up uh, deliverance messages on Ivory Hopkins' channel. You can see that on YouTube as well. I'm just putting up everything I can to keep yes. this word going out there, Shannon. Yes,
1: sir. This is fabulous what you're doing. Um, folks, again, Please get over to Brother Ivory's website. If you need help or you know someone that does, uh, he's available to take you through deliverance and you will see results in Jesus' name. Brother Ivory, for the archive tonight, what shall we title this for the episode? Why the 5
0: leaders need to get deliverance in their personal lives. I love it. That's it. Why the 5 leaders need to get deliverance in their personal lives Alright God bless you brother and
1: You have a good one my man Praise the Lord You want to close us in prayer
0: Yes Father in the name of Jesus I want to thank you for Omega Man I want to thank you for the souls That are being touched Healed and delivered And Father God I pray that this message Which touches the hearts of people God And that as they listen to this word They hear the passion The grace And the humility by which We are telling them Get your deliverance Don't let the enemy keep you
1: bound God bless you soldiers God bless God Bye-bye. bless you brother We'll talk to you soon Thank you sir Excellent That was a general apostle Ivory Hopkins pilgrimsministry.org org. It is truly so difficult To get deliverance out there Because how many people are doing it Not many there's not enough deliverance ministers to go around. There's eight billion people on the globe. If there was one million deliverance ministers that stepped up to the plate today, and they set out to deliver a thousand people each, well, they got a billion delivered. There's still seven billion, and I don't know a million deliverance ministers. So to have an opportunity to get some one-on-one time in deliverance with uh, Brother Ivory Hopkins, it's it's worth your time and effort pilgrimsministry.org of course we're trying to do our part here on Omega Man Radio and uh, we're going to be cranking up the demon hotline again tonight 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern we'll be on at 7 with John Terrell then we'll have Lou Young Sunni taking some phone calls and then we'll close it out with uh, Dr. Hansen at 10 Eastern. Hope to see you tonight God bless you all thank you for tuning in don't forget to go to my website omegamanradio.com Love you all. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time here on Omega Man Radio.